technology we have these days. Right, this morning, I've got a word that God laid on my heart at the end of last Sunday service. And it's about understanding there are, there are times in our lives, in fact, in my case, more times than less, when I recognize that God works in unfamiliar ways. And that's my theme this morning, unfamiliar paths. And perhaps you, you've tuned in this morning and you're going through a very unfamiliar circumstance. Of course, the whole world in this moment of time is, un, is, is in a very unfamiliar, unprecedented circumstance uh, uh, as we find ourselves in. But in your personal life, perhaps you're going through a very uncertain, trying situation. And I believe God has a word for you and for all of us in this moment of time. And I picked a very familiar passage of scripture again this morning. It just makes it easy for us to relate to. Uh, not an easy uh, passage to kind of, you know, uh, put ourselves in. It's where God asked Abraham to offer up his son Isaac as an offering to him. And it, it's a very touching and moving uh, story in the Bible. Uh, and so again, like we did the last few weeks, rather than reading it, we've got a beautiful video. It's very moving. I, I, I just want to uh, you know, forewarn you, it, it, it will touch you uh, because it's quite graphic in a little bit of its uh, presentation. But listen, that's the reality of what happened uh, a couple of thousand years ago. So let's watch this uh, story unfurl of Abraham offering Isaac unto the Lord. And I'm going to come back to you in a moment.
Wow. Wasn't that a very touching, uh, moving uh, illustration of what really happened uh, in the Old Testament? In fact, you know, while watching this, I, ha I mean, I had to pause for a moment. Not only was it so intense in what happened with Abraham and Isaac, but it also demonstrates God always painted pictures in the Old Testament. It was a picture of God sending his son to die on that cross because he loves you and me. But this morning, I want to focus on three things from this story. Number one, as I pointed right at the start, there are times in our lives that God would cause us to walk down very un unfamiliar paths where it doesn't make sense. God, why are you asking me to do this? God, why are you allowing me to go through this path? It doesn't make sense. And I was trying to put all the different words that demonstrate these kinds of seasons together. Unfamiliar, uncharted, unprecedented, uncommon, unusual. And while there were all these negative words, there were one or two positive words that were coming through of God's unchanging nature, God's unfailing love. And in the midst of all the uns that don't seem so good that we go through at times, the unchanging nature of God, the unfailing love of God is constant in the midst of that. And I don't know what your Isaac is this morning. I do not know what that one deep buried pain, challenge, situation is that you've been carrying and you keep saying, Lord, why? I do not understand. Everything else is so good about my life, but that one thing, I just cannot get my head around. And been through my own stories over the years, I've come to realize that many, many times in our lives, God would cause us to walk down unfamiliar paths. In fact, you know, the story, the, the Bible gives us many, many stories. I just put a few here. Elisha and the widow. If you remember that story, you know, Elisha went to this widow who had just one last meal left. One last little uh, amount of flour and oil that she was going to cook her last meal for her and her son. And they were going to die. And Elisha, in the midst of that, rather than saying, yep, come on, let's have a miracle now, he says, I want you to bake a, a cake for me first. And then, let's see what happens after that. It seems unreasonable. That's another word I wanted to throw in, in my list of uns. Lord, this seems so unreasonable. I love you with all my heart. I do everything correct. I attend church. I, I give my tithes and offerings. I, I sing. I fast. I pray. Lord, I love you with all my heart. But this seems so unreasonable. In fact, if you are in a situation where you're asking God why, stay tuned. I believe God wants to encourage you this morning that there is an answer to that why and that unfamiliar path and that unreasonable demand as it may seem in this moment of time. 5,000 people and Jesus turns around and tells his disciples, you give them something to eat. Lord, this doesn't make sense. We've never done this before. I mean, you're the miracle worker, but you're asking us to feed these 5,000. One of the stories that has always intrigued me, always fascinated me, again in the Old Testament, was where the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night would lead that big group of 2 million Israelites through the desert. And, and, and Numbers 11 kind of 
you know, uh, always fascinates me. It says, whether the cloud stayed for two months or for two days and then lifted up again, these Israelites followed. And I would, I mean, put yourself in their shoes. They, they're walking in the hot desert. And they've got camels and sheep and babies and older folk and their tents and their pots and pans and all kinds of stuff. And just when the cloud stops, wow, they're all breathing easy. Thank you, Lord. You know we needed some rest. And I'm sure it must have taken them all day to set up camp. Get the camels organized, get the sheep organized, get the babies organized, get the old people organized, put up the tents. And just when they're about to get comfortable and rest, someone looks up and says, Hey, looks like the cloud is moving again. And I'm sure half of them would have said, Lord, why? Why are you doing this to us? Why are you allowing us to go through these uncomfortable situations of life? Unreasonable demands in following you. Uncertain parts, unfamiliar parts, unusual parts. Listen, I believe in the midst of all that we go through that seems unfamiliar, God is doing something inside of us. And I put a few thoughts down. You know, one of the things I've learned, and while, while the test allows us to see where we are in our faith, in our love, in our trust, it's also an opportunity not so much for us to see how strong we are, but it's an opportunity for us to see how big our God is. Because if we didn't go through those uncertain times, we wouldn't have opportunities for God to demonstrate in our lives how great He is. Think about that. It may seem difficult in the moment. It may seem uncertain in the moment. But if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't have a revelation of what God was able to do even in those situations. Of course, last Sunday I preached on how God gives us a testimony at the end of these big trials. And he's always looking for candidates through whom he can demonstrate his power and his glory. But I also recognize it's in these moments that my ability to understand how big my God is comes to pass. Imagine God saying, I, I, I'm doing all the small little miracles for you, but I need something big as well to show you how great and mighty I am. And what then happens at the end of these uncertain periods, when we see God coming through, our faith in him, is far more stronger than what it was when we first began on that journey. I can only imagine Abraham at the end of the story. You know, we, we know the end of the story. God provided the lamb. Imagine in the future, whatever challenge may have come Abraham's way, he knew God was able to provide. <laughs> because if God allowed the closest nerve in his heart to be touched, you know, this wasn't an everyday trial he went through. It wasn't an everyday business. Yep, Abraham, sacrifice Isaac, your son today. No, this was, this was a biggie. This was unfamiliar. He'd never been through one like this before. This wasn't just his only son. It just, this, this wasn't just his only son whom he loved. But this was also a promise. This was also a destiny. This was also a nation. So there was lots actually connected with that one incident that happened. Unfamiliar. Yet in the midst of that, God came through for Moses. And I believe Moses came out of that, not only humbled at God's ways of working, 
but also recognizing for the rest of my life, whatever might happen, I know I can trust my God. And so listen, my friend, I don't know what unfamiliar path God is causing you to walk through in this moment of time. But there are times he does that. There are times we walk through things we've never been through before and we don't know how to handle them sometimes. But in the midst of that, God is encouraging you this morning that he's got you in the palm of his hands. It may seem unreasonable at times. Lord, this is unreasonable. Trust him. Trust him. That even with that unreasonable demand, he's still got good intentions for your life. He's, he doesn't mean harm. He doesn't want to hurt you. He doesn't want to pain you. It may seem unreasonable. It may seem that, God, you don't even care about my feelings. Abraham went through that with that story, especially the video that we've seen. I don't know how he went through that. But the grace of God takes us through those unfamiliar, unprecedented, uncharted territories that he sometimes causes us to walk through. The second thing from the story that really gets my heart and really challenges me. Not only, number one, does God allow us sometimes to go through very unfamiliar paths, but what amazes me in this story was the uncommon response that came from Abraham. Wow. You know, the Bible says, early the next morning. Wow, I've got to pause there. I've got to pause there myself. How could Abraham respond with such a level of trust. I mean, if I were in his place, probably I'd say, Lord, I need to process this. I need a month to think through this. You're asking me to sacrifice my only son, the son that I love, the son who I've waited for all these years. And, and I got a miracle when I was 100 years old. I got this baby. And you're asking me to sacrifice this. I need, I need time to get, get my head around this. I perhaps need an, a couple of months to enjoy my time with this precious gift before I give him back to you. Look at the uncommon response. The Bible says early the next morning, Lord, make me like Abraham. That's why he's called the father of faith. There's no, there, that's the reason he's given that high status because even in the midst of his biggest trial, he chose to trust the Lord. I'm sure he had the butterflies. I'm sure he had the anxiety. I'm sure he had the fears and the feelings and the emotions because we're human beings. But faith is a choice. That even though it doesn't add up, even though it doesn't make sense in the natural, I choose in that moment of time to trust a God who I, in my natural mind, cannot and will never fully comprehend. Because that's what one of the verses says. The natural mind perceives not the things of the Spirit of God because they can only be spiritually discerned. Listen, Abraham, in that moment of time, he had no answers. But in that moment of time, he made an unprecedented response to an unprecedented demand that God made of him in that moment of time. I believe these are the days God is calling his church to a higher level now. He's saying, yes, you've enjoyed me all these years, but listen, my children, there's a season coming where I need you to come up higher. There's a higher ground now I need you to operate from. There'll be times you won't understand what's going on with your own lives. There'll be times you won't understand what's going on with your finances. There'll be times you wouldn't understand what's going on with your future. But in that moment of time, are you still willing to choose to trust me? 
and say, yes, my life is still yours. My, my life, my service, my love, my commitment, my passion, whatever happens around me is not going to change because I choose to love you. I choose to trust you. I choose to know that you have a plan even when I don't see it right now. And, and all these stories that I mentioned, they all made uncommon responses. I, I failed to mention earlier, this, the disciples, they were called to leave their boats. Come follow me. I mean, what, what do I make of that? Come follow me. Yet they too, the Bible says, immediately left their nets, left their father, left their boats, not knowing what tomorrow was going to hold. They made an uncommon response. The widow that I mentioned earlier in the story of Elisha, who said, bake me a cake first. I mean, she could have said, come on, I mean, are you sure? Are you sure you've heard from God? I mean, God is not so hard where he knows this is my last meal and, you know, I want to I make it special for my son before we both die. And you're asking me for, for a cake instead for yourself? It says she immediately responded. These are stories in the Bible to, to encourage us, to challenge us, that even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's unfamiliar, even when it's unprecedented, even when it seems unreasonable, God can still be trusted. God can still be obeyed. God can still be counted on that he's a good daddy. He loves us. Even when I cannot make sense of what is going on in my life. The Israelites, oh, my favorite story again, one of my favorite stories when the cloud lifted and they couldn't make sense. Lord, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Two days and the cloud's lifting again. We've got to pack up everything and, and once again walk through this hot desert. Yet, they obeyed. Yet, they packed those tents up again. Yet, they carried those heavy things on their shoulders. They all made uncommon responses. You know, one verse is very significant as we unravel this passage. You know, why? How was Ab Abraham able to do this? How was Abraham able to do this? And there's an answer given to us in, in Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read that for you. It's not on your screen, so just, you just follow. Hebrews 11, verses 17 and 19. How did Abraham, how was Abraham able to say yes to offering up Isaac despite not knowing what's going on? This is what it says. It says, it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, and that included Isaac, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. So it's kind of a paradox. God, you've told me that through this son, I'm going to have the descendants. And you're asking me now to sacrifice this very son? But look, verse 19. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Abraham didn't have the scriptures that like, like we have to encourage ourselves with. Yet he understood what trust in God was. That doesn't matter. doesn't make sense to me. But if God is saying, sacrifice your son, and he says, through this son, I'm going to fulfill your promise, then maybe he's going to bring this son back to life again. Maybe that very thing that you held on to 
thinking this is what God had promised me all along, and suddenly it seems like it's slipping away from your hands. Listen, don't fight always to, to hold on to it, because God is able to bring back whatever is meant for you. Maybe that's a prophetic word for somebody this morning. You're holding on, thinking, hey, if I let go of this, I'm going to let go of my entire future. If I let go of this fight, that's the end of my entire destiny. God is saying, if something is meant for you, he will bring it back to you. No human being on planet earth, no devil, no circumstance can stop what God has intended for your life. Now that's the rock bed of our faith and our foundation that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or imagine. And that's where our faith moves from the natural into the supernatural. That God is able, despite what I see, despite my normal circumstances, despite me having sometimes to let go of the very dream that I've been pursuing and living for and holding on to and fasting for. I mean, I speak of Joseph and I don't have time for that this morning, but there are times in our lives that the dream must die in order for the dream to be fulfilled. Think about that. Because God allows us in times to allow those dreams to die so that our eyes are not on the dream, but on him, the one who brings the dreams to pass. And if he's the one who gave the dream, if he's the one who gave the destiny, he's well able to bring it to pass. We have to play our part, but don't hold on to it so strong that it worries you to death. God is saying, trust me, let go, let go. Even if this morning he's asking you to let go of something in your heart, right now, let it go. Maybe you've hold, been holding on to it for too long and it's weighing you down. Your whole world revolves around that one thing. And the Lord is saying, that's what's kept you captive. This morning he says, let it go. Because I'm able to work in a million ways. You may think there's only one or two ways in which I can work. And the Lord says, I can work in a million ways. And there was an unprecedented, uncommon response. And I believe this morning, God is saying he's causing us to walk through unfamiliar paths because he's teaching us now to make those uncommon responses, even those uncommon responses when it seems like unreasonable demands on our journey of faith. But the third point I want to bring in, in this story, not only was there an unfamiliar path Abraham had to walk through? Not only was there an uncommon response that he made, but listen, in the end, there is an unprecedented harvest. There's an unprecedented miracle. There's an unprecedented result when this formula works again and again and again right through the Bible. Unfamiliar path, uncommon response, unprecedented result. That's how God works a lot of times. And so God provided supernaturally, you see, that the lamb suddenly appeared out of nowhere. And all through the stories that I've been mentioning this morning, the jar of flour and the oil never ran dry for that widow and her son till the famine finished. She had an unprecedented harvest. The Israelites that who chose to follow, even when it didn't make sense, even when it was uncomfortable, even when it seemed unreasonable, the Bible says the, the clothes on their body grew with them. Think about that. The shoes on their feet 
grew with them as they grew older. Manna fell from heaven. Things that were unprecedented, supernatural. Quail, water from the rock. If you want to see a supernatural miracle in your life, there may be an unprecedented, unfamiliar demand, path, route that God might be taking you on. But if you respond with an uncommon response and say, whatever happens, I choose to trust you. Listen, you're setting yourself up for the supernatural power of God to manifest in your life. And I can go on and on and on. Let me just make this statement as I close. Unfamiliar paths, when they're met by an uncommon response, will produce an unprecedented result. My friends, this morning, you can trust Him. You may be in a job that doesn't make sense. You may be dreading going back to work, saying, why am I in this job? You may be in a circumstance that doesn't make sense right now. God's got you in the palm of His hands. In, in our own life, Lyra and I can tell you story after story after story after story where God made us walk through such unfamiliar paths. I remember many, many years ago, and people, in, in fact, if my parents are watching, they'll remember the story where God asked us to move from Mumbai to another city, Pune, kind of overnight. In a few days, we had, we had no clue what was going to happen when we moved from that city to the next. But I remember in, in about three weeks of us doing that, not knowing what our future was going to look like, God provided supernaturally. And, and, and God made that statement to me there. It was personal to me. He said, Chris, if you dare to trust me, and if you dare to believe me, I'll dare to prove myself to you. And my friends, he's done that time and time and time and time and time again. When we moved from India to the UK, in fact, last week, we completed 14 years in this country, 23rd of April, 2006. I alone walked out of Heathrow with a bag of clothes and a few pounds and I looked up literally and I said, Lord, this better work. Unfamiliar paths. I had no clue what was going to happen. Look at us, where we are. God is faithful. Eight years ago when God said, leave London, come to Abergavenny, we knew nobody. Never been to Wales before that. Unfamiliar paths. Listen, my friend, God is a miracle worker. But he's looking for people who will dare to trust him. He's looking for people who will dare to believe him even when it doesn't make sense, even when the odds are against us, even when it's unreasonable at times and it's painful. And it's painful. This morning, are you willing to hand over your Isaac to him? Whatever that might be. And say, Lord, I still choose to trust you. But I want to assure you today, I want to assure you, I want to give you that guarantee God will never fail you. If there's one thing that's certain in an uncertain world, it's the certainty of a God who loves us, a God who cares for us, and a God who's got a definite plan for our lives. He's not a wishy-washy God. He doesn't think, let's go to plan B, C, D. No, He's got a plan. And if I choose to say, I'm going to graft into your plan, even when it doesn't make sense, I'm not going to move the goalpost because I don't think it's working out my way. I'm going to stick with you. You're going to see some great things. You're going to have some great stories one day. You're going to look back and say, look what the Lord has done. Let me close with this verse. 
that I'm going to speak over your life. I believe this is a prophetic verse God gave me for all of us tuning in today. That's going to come up on your screen right now and I'm going to read that. Isaiah 42 verse 16. And this is what the Lord says. I will lead you by ways you have not known. Put your name there. If that's you this morning, you're walking through a path that you're not sure about. I'll read that again. I will lead you by ways you have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide you, says the Lord. I will turn darkness into light before you and make the rough places smooth. These are things I will do and I will not forsake you. I will not forsake you. Let me pray with you. Pray for you right now. Father, I just want to thank you for everyone tuning in this morning. For those who are going through tough times, uncertain times, times that they have been questioning and saying, Lord, why, why, why have you let me go through this? I pray this morning your peace that surpasses all understanding will begin to flood their hearts and minds that they would know in the midst of this most difficult, unreasonable, unprecedented demand that you may have put upon them. You have a plan to prosper them, to give them a testimony, to give them a story to tell one day. I pray your blessing for those of us, Lord, who are being prepared, your church for the days ahead. I pray, Lord, you would cause us to rise up now in the way we respond. There'll be things we will do when we get back that may be unfamiliar, unprecedented, outside our comfort zones. Help us to respond, knowing that you know what you are doing. Thank you, Father, for those who tuned and who may have never given their lives to you. I pray this morning they would choose today to put their lives into your hands, knowing that the God above is able to turn their lives around and make something beautiful for what seems like a mess right now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Bless you guys. We're going to close service.